You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Rock flag and eagle. All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgate, and I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live from Austin, Texas, and we continue our co-host competition. We have our next co-host, who was supposed to be on last episode, something came up, but here he is, Kevin Stavely, Uncle Kev, whatever y'all want to call him, say what's up to the audience. Awesome, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it took... uh couple tries for us to get hooked up you had issues i had issues but uh we're making it work now yeah we're finally here yeah it's it's kind of gone back and forth between both of us because the first time i think i had to bail then you bailed and yeah we're finally here though and it couldn't be a better time because now we can discuss finally an intermediate track and i know a lot of nascar fans are hit or miss about intermediate tracks but in my opinion a majority of the schedule is made up by intermediate tracks. So I'd like to see drivers on intermediate tracks because that's going to kind of determine how the rest of the season is going to go. So that's mostly what we're going to be discussing is the Miami race and intermediate tracks. I agree. The intermediates get a, get a bad rap. I like the idea of just racing the, the, the super speedways road course stuff. I think there's some stuff manufactured to keep the cars close, but we've, been to enough and watch enough of those intermediate races. I've seen, you know, guys banging off of, of four coming back to the flag. And I've seen, you know, Harvick beat everybody by 14 seconds at Texas before. Like it's, it, I like the idea of the race. And I, I think the intermediates do a good job of, you know, the, the, the fastest car needs to win the race most of the time. And I think the intermediates, you know, do a good job of, of presenting that. Yeah. And I, I mean, 
I love super speedways, obviously. Who doesn't, right? That's that's great. It's not like we need more or less. I like the fact that we have the amount of super speedways we have on the schedule. Um, short tracks, love them. Obviously, I'm a NASCAR fan, love short tracks. And when it comes to road courses, I'm indifferent. I think they're fine. I think maybe we're getting a little bit too much on our courses, personally. But yeah, I agree. When it comes to intermediate tracks, they get kind of a bad rep because that's the, you know, NASCAR only turns left kind of crowd. Um, but I think they're really, they can be a lot of fun. And I think this weekend proved that not only from Xfinity all the way into the cup series, seems like everybody enjoyed the race. Did you enjoy the race? I did the back to one thing you just said there, when you're, you're explaining the tracks you like, I, and I, and I'll take some shit for it. I, I don't like super speedway racing. I don't like, I don't like when those guys hit. I don't, I go back to kind of two things. Uh, being a true X fan when Hamlin beat him to the line, I think in 16, uh, I know what my dad felt like as a, as a Broncos fan watching Elway lose those Super Bowls. I mean, I, I had a, a good cry, but <laughs> last year at the end of that race, well, the, there's been the two of them when Austin hit the fence and last year with Newman, yeah. like, especially as a, I mean, as a, as a dad now and sitting and watching, I, I was sad. I was, I thought I'd watch Ryan Newman get killed and I just don't, I don't see, I don't see that that's a product that NASCAR needs to have so much as my God, those guys hit the fence hard. And I just don't like, I don't like watching those guys hit that hard. I just don't, I don't like it. And on those super speedways, you're just waiting for that to happen. And it happens on intermediates. I mean, you've seen it, you know, Jeff Gordon hit real hard at the backstretch of Phoenix that year. And I mean, he, he was on saying if he wouldn't have had the Hans, it'd have killed him and all that, but it's right. The super speed now road course racing I really enjoy so I'm more indifferent on the super speedways <laughs> that's funny like the road course racing but dude I just I cringe every time them guys hit hard in those I just just in God Almighty you tear up a lot of money I will and, say yeah with the with the with the Ryan Newman crash specifically that was the last time I can remember you know kind of holding my breath on a wreck saying like is he is he gonna make it out of this wreck that was bad yeah um. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's part of NASCAR. I think that's part of stock car racing. And it makes stock car racing, in my opinion, the best level racing. Because when you get in the seat, there is the danger. There is kind of the fear of, like, this is dangerous. This is not – not everyone can do what I'm doing. This is a dangerous sport that I might not make it out of. And at the end of the day, I kind of like that about stock car racing. You can call me, you know, a psychopath or something. I like that. Um road course racing i know like you just said you're you're kind of more leaning towards that personally not not much of a fan of it when it comes to stock cars i get that there's definitely a place for it and it's you know a lot of fun for f1 and indy but you know what are you gonna say i don't think we're gonna come to an agreement on (laughs) the stock car the super speedway versus road courses i would like to see there be something in the cars that on super speedways where they could just create a little bit of space. Like if there was something, if there was a way you could hit on something, like you see a guy hit on something on an intermediate and be able to pull away, there's really nothing that the teams can do or the drivers for that matter to really hit on something. You'll see them get single file for a little while, 
But when it comes to the stage points or the end of the race, you're going to have 20 cars, 25 cars within four tenths of a second of yeah. each other. And it's just, and it's, <laughs> it's tough for NASCAR because they, they need that. They need the cars to be like that towards the end. Otherwise, we're going to go back to the old, you know, Richard Petty days where he'll be four laps past anybody. And it's like the guy's going to win no matter what happens. They kind of, they need the excitement at the end. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, this package for, for uh, Super Speedways, I think, has gotten better. They've been working on it ever since they had to do the restrictor plates. Obviously, that's kind of thrown a loop into things, but we're back to intermediates, I guess is the point. So we're back yeah. to the norm. What is it? The next four races, I believe, are intermediate, at least yes. the next four. Um, yeah, we have Vegas coming up. So you enjoyed this race, though? You enjoyed Miami? I did. I think that it is insane that we can put a drone on Mars and we can get these HD 4K pictures back from I know Mars. exactly where you're going with this. You know, but we can't. <laughs> we can't build a new track like we can't surface a track and have it age the way homestead does like i would think with all the technology in the world i take california for example when they when they bulldoze it and put the shorter track on it or even texas. You know, we've talked about yeah texas kansas like it yeah. sucks that it takes three or four years i, I ruined cannot texas. believe yeah oh yeah but i i can't believe the technology doesn't exist that you can pave a track and pave it so that it's 10 years old. I just, I think, I think the technology probably does exist. I think the people that run the tracks maybe aren't, aren't the best. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Homestead definitely Atlanta is a fun one, which is going to yep. be coming up soon. One that has aged and it has made it kind of more fun to watch. Um, Miami, oddly enough. And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like, a few years ago when that was the championship race every single year, it kind of got a mixed review from people, but now that they've changed it over the past couple of years, I think the entire NASCAR community has come together collectively and been like, you know what? Miami really is the cream of the crop. It is a lot of fun to watch and it's aged like fine wine and the racing, the product on the track is good. What I didn't understand you know, today, just, just jotting down notes and stuff. When the championship race was there, it damn near every time you had them four cars running up front, you at least right. had three of the three of them in the top five mm -hmm. every single time. And I don't know if it's just because the teams then put that much more money in R and D when they knew they were going. But today, when you look at the point standings against who was running up front, it wasn't anyone near no where they were and that's i don't know if it's a product of us being early in the season or what but it's the the helicopter shots or whatever they had up in the air today and you're, you're seeing those guys slip sliding and it's like they throw a parachute out and go backwards and someone goes right them. that's that's what that track creates and what that surface creates and it's it makes for good racing yeah i mean i think number one you you hit it it's early in the season and number two, new package. And most importantly, number three, in my opinion, uh, when it is a championship and every other car out there knows it's between these four guys and I'm really not involved anymore, they really do drive differently. You know what I mean? They'll let guys go past them if they know 
hey, this is one of the four guys where I saying, I'm not going to get involved in this unless maybe you're Ricky Stenhouse. But I think that does mentally have an effect on every other driver there where they go, this guy's racing for a championship. I'm just racing to finish the the race. Let him go by. Yeah, and that's something that even when you try to, to sit down with a casual fan and, and watch the races there in the playoffs, when you explain that to them, it, I, some of them, they still never get it after you try to explain to them kind of what's going on. But it's, that's the nature of the beast with what they've set up, you know, with the point system they've moved to. And it's set up for great, you know, their great final races. I mean, there's, I don't know that they've had a bad one since they've went to this format. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a good question because a lot of people hate it, but I don't know if they have either. No, I'm thinking about it. It actually might not be as bad, you know, as people think it is. Um, William the Byron, Edwards though. year. Yeah, the Edwards year when he dive bombed in there and then Jimmy won, like there was no way in Sam Hell with 10 to go that you like nobody was going to put money on Jimmy Johnson to win that race. But mm-hmm. as circumstances unfolded, you know, he ended up putting himself in there. But other than that, I think everything's pretty much come down to those those top guys running it out there to the end. Yeah, every single year. Yeah. Um, William Byron getting a second victory, which, by the way, I know it's his second win, uh, Cup Series win and not his first. But, you know, that's almost three in a row there. Watching, like, Chris Busher run up front, I was like, is this really going to happen? Are we going to get three races in a row with um, first-time winners? But either way, second time victory for William Byron. Uh, this season has been wild with new victories. Do you think that's like package or I don't know? We're not seeing Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano racing I, for the victory. I think, I think the main thing that when you go with Kyle Busch is not practicing the cars, I think is really playing havoc on him. And they talked about you know, the crew chief swap where right. before they, they would, they would spend a lot of time in practice and going through the notebook. And that, and that it's another thing is you, you know, get casual fans into the sport and they don't understand the, the amount of money and R and D and stuff that's going into those practices that you're not seeing that now. And I think you're seeing different talents all these guys are insanely talented. Right. But Every person that's have... in the Cup Series is talented. There's no question about it. I talk shit about certain drivers. At the end of the day, they they were talented enough to get that seat. So no disrespect to any driver. You you have to be talented to get to that level. It's like the MLB. Even if you suck in the MLB, you're an incredibly talented baseball player. You got to the the highest level. Yeah, exactly. So I think you're seeing guys that are just able to maybe take a car that they haven't been able to wrench on with their crew chiefs and, and put it in positions. And I think taking the practice away has made the teams with the disposable income more susceptible to, to not having their cars ready on time. And I think, you know, with switching to the new car next year, I don't know how much, you know, this year it's it's just going to be weird because none of this none of this shit's going to transfer to next year. Right. So I just I just think you're seeing a different talent. You know, a skill set in some of these drivers that are finishing up front. But yeah, to to have the three 
winners that we have right and there's no way in hell anyone would have predicted it that. doesn't make any sense daytona 500 is alone right that's yep. that's an anomaly we all understand that's an anomaly if you, you win the daytona 500 congratulations but doesn't mean shit for the rest of the season uh, but then a road course right after that with uh you know not a rookie anymore it's a second season but you know second second race in a second season gets a victory and now you know william byron was he like 22 probably <laughs> uh second victory in the nascar we get to see the 24 in victory lane whatever they're doing as a nascar fan i'm enjoying it i'm loving it i'm not necessarily a fan of any of those drivers but it's so cool to see these drivers that never win starting to get victories and i don't know what is going on or why it's happening but it's so much fun to watch somebody that's not named kyle bush joey logano kevin harvick get a victory you know what i mean yeah and it's so where i'm at in uh i'm in northeast wyoming i'm a, a colorado native out in the I middle was, of nowhere I was, oh i'm in the definition of middle <laughs> of nowhere, man. if you can't tell I, from his background that is that's a picture he took driving yeah with wind somewhere. river canyon that's, outside of dubois wyoming that's so, insane yeah, i was like all, did you just get that picture off google no he's like no i took it on my phone on my iphone while driving that's crazy yeah, headed to state hockey with the girls they uh <laughs> i was furniture row man i was a team like yeah I, what I is liked, that is that the hoodie you're rocking is that furniture yeah, yeah there that's, you go. so it's like a I hockey actually, hoodie with furniture row. that's if you can't be more hoodie. colorado uh i had this made they hadn't even copywritten or trademarked that yet that's how i got the people that when i took it to the lady to make she's like well we can't do it if i was like this not they didn't even have their shit trademarked back then so that's I like a that's, that's like a hockey hoodie right with the yeah, laces are, like that yeah jay american or whatever happened yeah i, I see that with girls. hockey people yep. yeah yep. yeah you gotta have the laces it's cool so i like it when when furniture row when you know joe gibbs cut the head off marty visser I just turned into more of a fan of the sport. So I watch it, mm -hmm. right. You know, I watch it from, you know, up top and, you know, talking about William Byron and that stuff today, when he, when he come around on that last restart, I kept waiting, which it finally happened there the last 10 laps, but he just kept going two tenths, two tenths, two tenths faster. Yeah. He had stretched out to almost six seconds. And I, yeah. It's like, impossible. I'll have to go. Yeah, like I want to go rewatch it maybe and see. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. I don't know what they did to the car there, but he, right. everybody was coming and going that you saw with, you know, Keselowski and Busher in that first stage. And then Truex and Hamlin in the second stage, when Byron got out, I mean, they couldn't catch him. And 
10 more laps in the race, I think it's a different story with Reddick. But- totally different story. Yeah, 10 more laps, 100% different story. But I was watching well, it at a bar. There was 10 more laps. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's why Byron won. Um, yep. I was watching it at a par with my friends, so we didn't have sound. So that's unfortunate. I, did, I didn't get to hear what they were saying, and they might have explained that better. But, yeah, I mean, Byron was just – he pulled away, and there was no chance anybody – after that, it was like who's – is it Kyle Larson, Truex Jr., or Reddick for a second? That was the only thing yeah, that mattered yep. after that because that's we all knew you're not catching up to Byron. He's gone. Um, but props to Tyler Reddick for the moves he made there at the end to get second because he was in, what, like fourth, I think? And yeah. he just was dive bombing and going high lane, low lane. Like the guy can wheel a young well, guy. He made a smart choice. He dove there. He dove in late and then got loose. And he could have just door slammed Truex, kind of like what happened with uh, Almirola. Mm-hmm. And he he let up, and then he was still able to get around those guys right. the next lap. But okay, so you go back. You're 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 watching it at a bar. What is the bar scene in Austin like from a NASCAR rate? Like, is it? it it's I'm guessing it's not the predominant sport <laughs> on the TV. Yeah, no. In Austin, Texas, the predominant sport number one is college football. That's okay. you know. That's number one far and away. That's that's yeah. like Richard Petty four laps ahead yeah. of anybody else. And then number like, two, today, number two would be like audio on. Was there audio in the bar? Like, are they playing no, sports? They're playing like they're just music. Playing music. Gotcha. Okay, I had to okay, ask. Gotcha. I had to ask for yeah. the race on. Like, no one yeah. in Austin cares about NASCAR. And Austin, Texas yep. is either college football because you went to the University of Texas, or yeah. it's like MLS because you're a hipster. I mean, Austin's okay. a very yep. hip hipster city. It's not. Oh you yeah, know, it's. Well, it's like the hippest right now. Like right. It's, it's, it's like Portland yeah. or like yeah. Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. You know, it's Portland a, it's a hipster city. Heroin. Yeah. So no, I had to ask for it on the TV and that's a sports okay. bar also. Yeah. And other than that, there was like hockey on the TV. I guess there's a hockey game going on, um, but nobody cares about hockey here either. It's just, it's college football. And then I, honestly, after that, it's probably like MLS. It's okay. because it's so hipster. Yeah. No, I okay. Just so we don't, we're gonna get off in the weeds a little bit here. Have you been <laughs> to? Okay. Have you been? Have you been to an MLS game before? Yeah, yeah. So okay, I, gotcha. Yeah, so I lived in Houston, Texas for quite a while. I okay. grew up around here in Austin, Texas, most of my life, um, and then went to college down in Houston, University of Houston, and okay. they used to just hand out Dynamo tickets to people, okay. and it was like me. And my so my college friends because we would get free tickets and then the rest of the crowd that doesn't speak English because oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. it's Texas you know what I mean yep. so like they're coming up you know they're for a reason and it's fun I just I can't get into soccer I'm not a soccer fan can't get into it um, for whatever reason I've tried I've tried I've been to multiple MLS games can't do it but Austin Texas they've just built the new MLS stadium here and they're getting that new team so oh, I think okay next season i think is when they're starting yeah i've had a good experience i, I i've only been to one rapids game and was that the colorado it, it, team yeah that's the colorado yeah. team and it same thing was a buddy that was a an engineer up where we work he took my brother and i when we were in denver and we did the, the pregame and they have a drum that's like this big and they beat it and you march in with them and 
Yeah, it was a great time. I don't honestly remember much of the, the atmosphere uh, the, is fun. The game. Yeah, but yeah, yeah we got really drunk also. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, know? exactly. Yep. <laughs> I'm with fraternity brothers in college. Obviously, we're going for a reason. The atmosphere is fun. Um, at least in Texas, especially in Houston, not many of them spoke English, which is yep. even more fun because they're like straight yep. from Mexico soccer fans. Yep. But yeah, I, a, the, when it comes to the group. sport itself, I can't get into it. I can't do yeah. it. I I've tried. I can't do it. I just truly don't care about soccer. Yeah. The There's truth. nothing wrong with that. You've given it a fair try. Oh, I've given it multiple tries. Yeah, I've been to multiple games. I'll probably go to MLS games here in Austin. Now that they got the team, that's something to nice. do. You know, I'll go yeah. just to drink, but yep. can't get into it. Okay, I'm sorry. I get off. I go to the weeds <laughs> sometimes, man. But it's no, cool. that's okay. I like to get to know other people's like sporting experiences and the, yeah. the live events you've been to and the stuff you enjoy. And that's, yeah, you know, I've dabbled in a little bit of everything. I've, I, I tr- cool. like to give things a chance. Um, okay. But yeah, the bar atmosphere that I was at, no audio, the one TV had NASCAR because I had to ask for it. Some okay. other random things going on around me. But yeah, no audio. Nobody else is watching me. I'm watching. And then my friends at the table are kind of watching because they know I'm into it. They kind of keep up with NASCAR. Nothing serious. Okay. Where, uh, where does your, where does the racing come from then? Like, when did you get into it? Yeah. So, um, I guess originally it came from, I was born in North Carolina. Oh, okay. There in, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty much the answer summed up. I was born in Eastern North Carolina, uh, East of Raleigh, kind of in between Raleigh and the coast. And yeah, so my family, I was born into it. My grandparents yeah. watched it every day. My dad, he was a Rusty Wallace fan, watched every every single week uh you know in north carolina nascar is like college football in texas it's just like that's just part of the culture there and so i had it growing up and then we moved you know we left north carolina i kind of lost a little bit kept up with it some but none of the other kids or anything watched it so i didn't really you know express interest in it to other people and then in college i remember this is kind of what re-sparked it was me and my fraternity brother saying like let's go to talladega because we've heard it's crazy it's a lot of fun and in my head i'm like oh nascar yes let's go like i got excited because i was like yes i would love to get back in a nascar and we went well yeah you're had a great time your instincts kicked in exactly like my (laughs) childhood was like yes let's go nascar again because i've i always watched the races growing up but i never really like talked about it to my friends or anything because nobody else watched it nobody else cared um and so that really got me back into it because i saw my other fraternity brothers and friends that never cared about nascar growing up now we're interested and i was like you know this could become a thing again it should become a thing again so that kind of got me back into it full on but what was that who won that race you went to that time well I, we went like four years in a row so oh, okay it's so, hard to and they have a, it could it can blend together sometimes it there, definitely so. blends together i think brad kozlowski was at the first or second year we were there we went there 2014 13 or 14 okay like i said this is all blending together but we went yep. like four years in a row same spot at talladega uh, have you ever been to talladega i have not but is it as cool as they say it is it is and cooler okay yeah and cooler yeah it's it's on the list it's just it's a hell of a long ways away from I understand Gillette, Wyoming. Yeah. And our my wife teaches. So 
I know it was talked about on your your last episode with your vacations and whatnot. It's I talk about it like every episode. I don't know why. No. I gotta stop doing this. But no, it's it, dude. Every race <laughs> fan deals with that. Yeah, you. It's it's the nature of the beast. On where my wife gets the summer, which that's another reason I'm I'm looking forward to the schedule change and stuff where they change stuff up a little bit because all the summer it's always the same four or five sets of races that we had the opportunity to go to. So. Yeah, the, the Talladega race is always spring and fall. Well, we can't, you know, teachers don't get any days off then. So, so what, but so what races the, do you go to every single year? Uh, I, the, the only ones I've ever done consistently was Kansas. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been to, to Vegas, uh, several to Kansas, to Texas. I think we thought we were at the same Texas race together when it was just freezing cold, oh, uh, like three yes. or four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we were at the last race at Chicagoland two summers ago. Oh, cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's I've, I saw what I think is going to be the last cup race ever. That's when uh, Bowman won. Yeah, um, might be. Was, see, it was, that was an awesome experience. And it was an awesome experience, but it was also eerie because we camped right off the backstretch. And th- there was literally – there was nobody there. Like, I'm talking – 15 campers or something Whoa. like it was in, in it no so wonder it was, they don't race there anymore yeah yeah there was no there was no and then so wow. the folks that were camped next to us they I, they were some big swinging dicks they had the plenty of disposable income but they partied and then we go in and watch the race and we come back out and we're visiting with him there was probably 40 of them total between all their campers and stuff they didn't even go into the race they, I swear to shit, you know, they sat out there and they just used it as like surround sound off the back. And that's the guy goes, oh yeah, sometimes we never make it into the track. And I was like, Damn. of course he, he came like 25 minutes where, you know, we came 14 hours, but yeah, that's yeah. weird. So, that's yeah, that's I, strange. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine getting that close and not going in. Yeah. Talladega. I mean, it's, you know, the entire campgrounds are completely filled up in field and outfield um i always camp outfield to be honest it's cheaper and it's crazier and it's not crazier the infield's the craziest but um i don't know the outfield's a lot of fun and at least in the the area that we go because there's no noise time so you can party 24 7 um yeah it's always full yeah everybody's always going to the race it's it's like you know, spring break when you were in college, but as an adult, that's the best way to describe it. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I go to Kansas every single year. So I'm sure I've seen you, seen yep. you around at Kansas. I go to Texas every year. So I'm sure I've seen you around there. Yeah. And then the other one we went to a, uh, we went to a July race at uh, Daytona. So, and then that's, so that's the ones it's wow. been exactly cool. 10 years since we Vegas was my first one I ever went to 10 years ago. And so we've, we've, Try it at least once a year, a uh, couple of year to, to try to get to go. But as the sometimes as the kids get older and like I got I'm my sure. daughter, we got a wedding this in, we talked about that. We got a wedding over in uh, Deadwood this summer. So that's going to swallow up all my money. So it'll probably be maybe in the fall to Kansas, but if not, you know, we'll start back up on it more next summer. You're going out to Deadwood, huh? Deadwood, man. That's we, uh, I'm only about an hour and, 20 minutes from there. So that's kind of the, the oh, wow. way from yeah. to go over there and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. I used to live in South Dakota. So I know that, I know that yep. area other side of the state though. 
<laughs> yeah, you're that that side of the state you're on. They had the dirt, that the good dirt, that the dirt that was worth some money over there. Exactly you're where that, the farmers actually live. Yeah, yeah. eighteen foot corn and stuff. Yeah, East River. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> so speaking of, we brought up all these tracks. I figured we can talk about a topic. Something I tweeted out. I thought it was kind of a fun topic to discuss. Top five favorite intermediate tracks, not to go party at. That's a whole other discussion. But in terms of products on the track, so actual NASCAR racing, are you able to think, I have my list of top five. I know I'm just dropping this on you. If you want, I can go through my top five and then see if you can kind of put together in your head real quick, five of your favorite favorite intermediate tracks. Yeah, do it. Okay, so here we go. This is my top five. This is what I tweeted out. And maybe you can convince me to change it. But number one, Homestead. Number two, Atlanta. Number three, Darlington, which I know is kind of like a, it's, I consider it intermediate. I know it's kind of in between. It's a weird one. Uh, number four, Charlotte. And number five, Kansas. So I, I know. I, I agree. The, the only one, which I may be biased because, because uh, I go there so often, I don't think Kansas gets enough credit. They, that's what I put uh, it on my top five. That's pretty good. Yeah. And, that, that, and I will say, I considered moving it up. It probably should be above Charlotte, honestly. But it, I felt just it's Charlotte, and Charlotte has to kind of be up there because it's Charlotte and it's NASCAR. But I'm with you. Kansas doesn't get enough credit. People don't. No, they hate on Kansas. I was in turn two with the buddy, the way our season tickets worked uh, when it was the Mother's Day weekend race, the, the wife and the kids and I would always go that weekend. And then in the fall race, uh, we'd get a camper. Then we had a buddy, a buddy that I grew up with. He would fly into Kansas City and then we'd, we'd do the, the campground thing. We were in turn two when Logano and Kenseth had that situation. Mm-hmm. There was a Mother's Day race that got rained out into the night and Jimmy Johnson passed about five guys coming out of two on a restart to come and win that race. Truex was leading with two to go one of the times I was there. And I honestly, I can't remember if he ran out of gas or if he cut a tire and got beat. So that's three phenomenal. That's just in the cup. My The daughter that's getting married this summer Oh, your daughter's first getting married. Yeah, my daughter, my oldest daughter is getting married. She's oh, congratulations! Right well, thank you. That's She's a huge a, deal, man. That's yeah, it's, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, wow, it is. So uh, I got married. She's like two years ago. I can't even imagine a daughter getting married. Yeah, no, it'll oh, it'll <laughs> happen sooner than you think. It happens fast. <laughs> she uh, so she she's a senior right now at University of Kansas. So we we go and of course we're there on the Friday and it was the that mother's day weekend. So it's the truck that are there with them. And first thing we walk in and the trucks are on and the first truck she sees is Eric Jones. And so she's, that's her guy now for the weekend. That's cool. And you know that he was in that, the Kyle Busch Toyota, it was fast, Mm -hmm. just sits, wins practice, sits on the pole, leads down there every lap. And we got the scanners and we're listening. Well, he's short on fuel. So they're going to try to make it. And two to go three to go man he runs out of gas and she's just like what the hell and i was like there you go 
that yep. another that's what happened yep. that's part of the whole racing experience but that was yeah and kansas i i've never been to a bad race there yeah and i agree other than when it got cold as shit one year for me yep. but that's a whole other topic um and that's why i said product on the track alone because in terms of experience kansas is actually a lot of fun it's a really good track if you have a family or a wife because you can stay at a hotel and just walk to the track you don't have to camp out necessarily yeah like talladega is in the middle of nowhere you don't like you have to camp out at kansas they have that shopping center right there um so my wife likes to go shopping go to the mall we stay at the marriott that's right there on property and you can go to the casino you can watch the race from the casino I mean, in terms of like experience, Kansas is actually extremely underrated. Um, they have built up that area because that's where their MLS team is. And they have that, you know, the shopping mall. But Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary. I got a tweet from someone. I think maybe you'll like this ranking a little bit more than mine. It's from um, Dalton Good on Twitter. It's at Dalton Good 18. His top five was number one, Homestead. Number two, Kansas, which I think you'd appreciate. There you go. Yeah, see? Number three, Charlotte. Number four, Darlington. And number five, Las Vegas. And I know you like Las Vegas just from experience, right? Because you go to the Vegas race more often, correct? Yes, the... And it, I don't know, maybe the, the Vegas experience is what makes it cool, man. Cause it's when you're, you're sitting in the, in the stands, I'm sure. you can see the strip. Oh, man. They, uh, killing me. No, it, well, one of the things that's cool is they, that, which I don't know, it's been years since we've been out there to Vegas, but their helicopter and there's like four of these helicopters running people back and forth. You can have them pick you up off the roof of your hotel. If you want, he goes at the time it was 500 bucks a person or 500 bucks a pair. And they just drop you right outside of turn one. And they're just constantly going back and forth. And then you have, you get to see the Thunderbirds take off from Nellis and then they just turn and go straight up and disappear. And you have no idea where they're coming from the, uh, Racing, I mean, the racing there is good. Same thing as, as all the other places. Right. That uh, I, It's a decent intermediate, in my opinion. Um, I, just, I, I kept it out of my racing. top. I kept it out of my top five in terms of product just because I actually like Atlanta. Um, some people I, don't. I, do. I, I like Atlanta. Uh, the thing I don't, the, the, my number one, I hate the let's repave, let's not repave, tickle your balls thing that happens right. every year. Right. Like that gets old and played out. They're not going to, they're not just, that's just shit to get clicks, I guess, every year. But yeah. uh, I'm going you know, to Atlanta, Atlanta this year. So oh, I'm, okay. I'm glad I'm finally getting out there. I haven't been to a race there yet. 
But yeah, I will say Las Vegas is like one of the tops that I'm trying to get to. And in terms of just an experience at a track and especially at an intermediate, uh, I can't recommend Darlington enough. If you have the chance to get to Darlington, it has the feel of going to a local track, like a local stock car race. Uh, You know, you get the rubber in your teeth. It's a small, the grandstands are like, a JV high school football stadium. It is old school. Like the county fair. Exactly. It feels like a county fair race. It's old school, but it's NASCAR. And it is sold out every single time. I mean, it is packed with people. And so they have the tent set up. Everybody's outside, but it's in the middle of this tiny little town of South Carolina. It's not out in the middle of nowhere, but it's also not like in a built up area like Kansas is in the middle of this tiny town. And it's just like their downtown of this tiny little town. It's like right there at the corner. And it is an experience like any other. I mean, it is literally like going to a county fair race for cup series. It is wild, nice. highly recommended. And those are hardcore NASCAR fans. So there are people that have been NASCAR fans since day one. Um, so I love Darlington. I'm partial to Darlington just for that. That's where my bachelor party was. I mean, oh, nice. yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time because it's only like an hour and a half drive from Myrtle Beach, which is, you know, a lot of fun. Yeah. Fun um, in itself. Yeah. So would you say your top five intermediate tracks? We kind of listed. I, would- I think Homestead. Yeah. Homestead is nobody's touching homestead right now until they have to have it. They have to have a shitty race and they're not, I mean, they're not even close to have in any series. Like I know that's the, the thing. Races, Every the series, the race phenomenal. has been great. Yeah. Saturday night and Sunday night, you know, this weekend was so much fun to watch. It's, it was, it was really good racing on both sides. I've seen a couple people on Twitter and on social media say like, Oh, it was kind of boring. I don't, I don't understand where they're coming from. I thought the racing was quality all the way through. But I think Homestead always produces good racing because you can go three wide and each line from top to bottom is going to be different depending on, you know, how you're driving. So I just don't I don't understand the and it makes me mad. If you look at the the stories or the timelines of the people on Twitter that constantly bitch about the boring races. Now, I don't want to see. You know, Harvick run away from the field. Of course, like I yeah. said, like the, the the Texas race I was at, where he mm-hmm. won by like eighteen seconds. But when every once in a while to see somebody's car that much, but I mean, you're talking about billionaires who pay millionaires to drive these million dollar <laughs> machines, and if someone goes out and whoops your ass, that dude, it's it's gonna happen. Like that's the nature of the sport, and I don't like. I don't want to see the sanctioning body trying to, you know, build that out of it. Cause that it's going to happen. Someone's going to hit it perfect. And then you're just, you're racing for second and that's what it is. Yeah. I think maybe the people that are critical about this race and I hope not, I mean, if somebody can tweet at me or anything else and have a good argument, I'd be interested to hear it. Cause I just felt like there were so many lead changes. I don't know what the argument would be, but uh, maybe their argument was that Byron pulled away at the end. But if that's the case, that's a terrible argument because it was only the last, what, what did we say? Like 10 laps probably when he really started pulling away. Yeah. Um, on that last restart. And I even mean, then you... we got to see the battle for second, third and fourth. And it was a great battle. You know, it had like, 
I don't mind that Byron pulled away. He had the better car. He had the better equipment and he drove the lines perfect there at the last bit of it. Uh, I don't mind seeing the rest of the pack kind of battling it out to see who's going to get second. No problem. I'd be interested to see the the press conference when they talk to see what they did to that car because they did something air pressure (laughs) or something because he never faded. Like he, he jumped out. And like I said, today you were, you were at the bar. I was at, uh, some peewee hockey doing the doing <laughs> two the completely different atmospheres yeah. Yeah. watching yeah watching on my phone with the sound off but it was busher and keselowski battling at the stage one and then hamlin and truex there in two and then at the end of the race it was a totally i mean byron comes each stage is totally nowhere, different. But yeah, so there's no I don't like I don't know what what more do people want. I, I agree. Understand. I don't know yeah. what more people want. I think each stage was completely different with different drivers every time and it, it, each stage was exciting, you know, throughout. There was lead changes throughout the entire race always. Nobody was getting too far ahead. Um and nobody did anything really stupid to ruin the race. There I mean I don't know. I don't understand. Bush, I don't, I, I think Kurt it was Bush a great race. Leaving that wheel loose. Like, I don't know if Kurt Busch had anything for him, um, it, which I don't know with that wheel being loose, you know, he was the fastest guy on the track there for like three laps. They said, and he had to come in. I don't know if that wheel being loose makes you faster up until you have to come in. I guess. I don't know. That, he, <laughs> yeah. I don't know either, but he blew, he blew a, uh, you know, a chance at maybe a top five, but other than that, there was nobody else messed up. No. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess just briefly, let's discuss this. Did you watch the Xfinity race on Saturday? I didn't. The, the Xfinity race, again, I was at hockey. Everything I followed. Well, did you get Xfinity did you race, get the recap there with yes. David Starr going up into the wall and hitting Noah Gregson? And that's we've you know, your your disdain for Harvick mm-hmm. is my disdain for Gregson like I can't stand him for so, Noah uh, yeah I just can't yeah. stand the guy yeah a lot of people what, can't a lot of people can't I'm, I'm I don't learning know why that. I just I don't know why Junior keeps putting him in a car but he I mean he's obviously bringing some funding of some kind or something well he's a good driver are you gonna say he's not he, you don't think he's quality enough driver or you just don't like his personality I don't like his personality. Like okay. you said, everybody that said that. Would you say he's a quality enough driver to be in the equipment he's in, or you disagree there as well? I, I don't know if he was, say, Ross Chastain mm-hmm. and doing it without his dad's money, if he would be in rides like that. I, I don't know. That's pure speculation on my part that I think – I don't know how much he has bought his way into it. Now he runs up front, but like him just assholing a guy like he did yesterday, that's got to just drive Junior and the in Kelly crazy. That's true because Junior's not that type of guy either, which is a good point. Junior's not the type of person that that acts like that. Um, no, see, I he almost airs. He's almost too much the other way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So personally, um, I kind of like Noah Gregson just because I like his personality. I, I'm not a fan of his. I don't think I would ever like, you know, buy his shit. If he goes to cup series, I, I don't know. 
I don't want to say yes or no at this point, but I like his personality. I do. I think it's something that we need. The fact that you don't like him, I think is exactly why we need a guy like that. Yeah. And it can change. There was a time where I, I, Kyle Bush was the, the guy I hated the most. Exactly. Yeah. And now we can all agree there. Yeah. But I don't mind Kyle Bush anymore either. No, I'm with you, man. Yeah. And I talked about this in the last podcast that it's it, something weird has been happening where I don't I hate the drivers as much that I used to. Um, which is why I kind of like Noah Gregson. I like the fact that people hate him. Yeah. And I want that. I want his personality. I want him to come out and call people dipshits. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I like that. I want that person in the sport. He's, you know, he, he creates people that either hate or love him. Now, I wanted to bring this up because he was on Twitter. He was very active that night on Twitter, especially with like Eric Estep, who is a friend of the show. He's been on my podcast multiple times. Um, he was kind of back and forth with Eric. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter saying Eric Esep was saying, you know, you can't call the guy a dipshit. He blew out a tire. There's nothing you can do. And he said, no, he didn't blow out a tire. And then Eric came back and said, okay, well, something mechanically happened. And Noah was like, no, nothing did. He just got loose. He was driving too hard, got loose and wrecked me. And so I don't, I don't want to bring this up. We can briefly discuss it, but if it is true that he literally was just driving too hard, got loose and came up and wrecked him, are you on Noah's side then? Or are you still with David Starr saying, well, he was on the lead lap. He can't just let you pass him that easily. I guess I, I don't know where the responsibility falls on those lappers to where does your spotter need to tell you that there's a guy on the lead lap coming or that the leader's coming, you know, and he's 15 to 20 lengths behind you. But you got to think that star knows that. That's what what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much communication star has with the spotter at that point. I imagine I'm just, maybe I'm just, you know, uh, assuming too much here, but I, I have to assume that star knew the leader it's coming up right behind me. If he passes me, I'm not on the lead lap anymore. Right. I mean, cause he would get yeah. passed by the leader. Um, and so I think he went high kind of to thinking Greg's going to go low. Right. Yeah. It just, and that's the other thing is dude, shit's it's happening so fast. Like those, those Xfinity cars still they're you know, they're 180, 185. I mean, that's, you're going, hundred yards a second. So I wouldn't blame you know, it on either guy. I think yeah. they both tried to go high. And I think that was yeah. the mistake. They it's both just, went high. Even if he didn't, even if he got loose or blew a tire, whatever the fuck happened. I mean, I think they both went high and that was a mistake. And at the end of the day, I think I lean towards Noah on this one. Cause it's like, he was the leader of the race. You probably should drop low, let the guy pass safely really no reason especially such an experienced driver like david sorry he's i mean he's been in the league for how long yeah forever he should probably know that's the best move um but at the end of the day what are you gonna do you know move on oh i know it happened you got wrecked it happens i don't think anybody purposely wrecked you and that was kind of what eric's eric Esep's point was on twitter was like look i don't think the guy purposely wrecked you he was racing for a top 15 finish and then it was dnf you know after that i don't think he purposely was taking you out so 
let's just get over it, you know, move yeah, on. Yeah, I don't think race. David Starr looked in his mirror and said, hey, I'm going to get Noah to asshole me here. I don't I think, think that's the case. Yeah, that would I be absurd. It was a racing yeah. thing, man. Shit happens. Right. All right. So I think this is a good time. We're going to take our intermission. We're going to go grab a beer. Uh, we'll be right back. And we're back from intermission. I got my beer, but I learned Kevin over here only has IPAs, right? No I, chuggable yeah. beers. No, it is kind of chuggable, and I feel like a puss. I uh, chugging an IPA though—that's rough. I don't know. Do it that. is no, it's it's rough. So the winters up here are a little different. You were in South Dakota, you understand. I I <laughs> never like going big, back. Heavy, I understand. Yeah, that. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the in the winter up here, in the summer, we'll we'll smash bush lights nonstop. Mm-hmm. In the in the winter, I like darker heavier beer it's actually the buddy that come with me to kansas all the time uh probably two years ago took me to some fancy ass place in denver and i ordered a like a bud light and they laughed at me what and they made me t- oh dude they oh. didn't even have it like you know the place i'm t- like a place i'm talking and yeah. so i tried a ipa out of Greeley, colorado that was the guy's like it'll go real good with your oh, i'm sure there's yeah got- colorado's got a million breweries Dude, out there it was so good like yeah. it was so i was embarrassed how much i enjoyed it <laughs> so my my winter beer especially when we're having a steak or a, a big pasta dinner or something All right, hold I up go, let's see it and give a shout salt. out to that brewery no nope. <laughs> you got the green screen on. going yeah it's uh <laughs> it's salt creek citra it's in casper wyoming oh where, okay you got this stuff comes out of yeah out there. nine nine point nine percent you got to be careful with it but that's the thing. Yeah. That's what I can't yeah. do with IPAs anymore. I had to quit when I was in college. I was bartending, got really big into IPAs. Yeah. And um, I was like, man, they are getting me drunk. I got to watch Quick, it quickly. Yeah. They get you drunk and they are heavy. They are hard to just yeah. put down. Yeah. So I went back to the Coors Lights, man. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too old too quick, but uh, no, you're, can't do you're IPAs good anymore. You'll go. You'll, there'll be phases. You'll go through yeah. phases. Yeah. 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 All right, so here we go. We're gonna do a chug. You got like what half of it left? Just to be yeah, fair. I got about I got about three quarters of it left. Okay, you think you can do it? Uh, maybe. If not, you're gonna watch it just sort of fall down my chest. All right, we'll give it we'll give it a try. All right, cheers. Cool. Here we go. Cheers. Uh, whoo. There we go. Yeah. All right. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. And we're back. We're back. Um, so to wrap it up, I want to bring up the point standings. I think NASCAR has updated the point standings. But to be honest, looking at it, I'm a little thrown off. So Yeah, the fact that we can't figure out if it's right or not. That's crazy. Insane. Right. That's That alone is wild. The fact that we're, we're looking at it, trying <clears throat> to figure it out. So here's what throws me off is that William Byron – is at number 13. There's been only three races. He has won one of the races, and he is down at 13th. But the website, NASCAR's website, shows that he has a win. Yes, so you would assume the points are correct. You would assume, but he's down at 13th. There's only been three races, and the guy's one of the three that has gotten a win. He's way down there at 13th, but that is the only top 10 finish he's had all season, so... Yep. I think it might be right, surprisingly. Yeah. It's just this this point standings is wild this season. Uh, I think we can all agree there. So I'll just go through maybe – I'll read through the top ten real quick. We'll go um, number one, Denny Hamlin. Two, Kevin Harvick. Three, Joey Logano. No surprise there. Uh, four, uh, Michael McDowell. Five, Chase Elliott. Six, Kurt Busch. Seven, Christopher Bell. Eight, Kyle Larson. Nine, Martin Truex Jr. Ten, Kislowski. You know what? I'll go 11 just because I'm an Austin Dillon fan. Yeah, Number get 11, your boy, get your boy in there. He's right outside. Um, well, no, but what we wild. talked about earlier, so Austin's tied with Priest. They're both, you know, they, they, they show up as 11 and 12. Austin gets the nod because he has a top five. They're – they're there with 90 points. Yeah, that's true. They're both there. Byron's 13th with 76. He has a win, so he goes to the top. But the the guy in 14th is Cole Custer with 68. So right now, Dylan has a 22-point lead on 14th place. Yeah. So Which Uh, is 23 on Wallace, who's 16. So he's he's comfortably within that top 16. And I guess starting from there going up, Austin has – been pretty consistent so far with three races which is kind of crazy for austin dylan he's not the most consistent guy he'll usually get a win and then kind of fall off for the rest of the season but he's actually been very consistent this season running around the top 10 every single race and we've had three races so far one was a super speedway one was a road course and one was an intermediate which is homestead the craziest in my opinion of the intermediates so to see austin actually running and the, around the top 10 for each of those races, as an Austin Dillon fan, is very optimistic. I'm looking at him like, dude, he could point his way into the playoffs at this point because he is actually looking solid every single race. Um, but more surprisingly, like you just said, Ryan Priest, who's technically at 12th but tied with him in points. Ryan Priest, the guy that last – was it last season? Or two seasons ago, I can't remember. It was his it was his rookie year? 
I think it was last season. This is rookie year. Okay. Um, I believe. Or was that Tyler Reddick? No. So it was two seasons ago. It was his rookie season. Yep. And he lost rookie of the year to Daniel Hemrick, the guy who lost his ride before he even won the award for rookie of the year. I mean, Ryan Priest, honestly, I had no expectations for for the rest of his season in the Cup Series. I kind of looked at him as a guy that was going to be floating around at those lower level teams, was going to probably pick up rides here and there, but wasn't going to do anything. And so far, Ryan Priest has been extremely consistent when it comes to every single race, racing around the top 10. So Ryan Priest, two weeks in a row, has kind of been my biggest surprise for point standings. Um. I'm going to say something. I want to make sure I say it before. Oh, no, I'm, I'm full of shit. I thought Priest was a Texas guy. He's not. He's a Connecticut. That's You're right. thinking he was, of Chris modified Busher, that's right. Busher's yeah, Busher. the – Priest and I was, the it's funny. It's funny you bring up Busher. I was actually going to compare Ryan Priest to Busher. That's how similar yeah. they are. As a guy that's just – he's in the Cup Series. He's always going to be in the Cup Series, and he's always going to bounce around different teams, kind of like a Ty Dillon. You know, he's just yeah. there. He's never a competitor necessarily, but he's always there. And yeah, Chris Busher, he's the one Texan in the Cup Series, which yep. is crazy to me. Gotcha. But uh, um, before you get too far away from Dylan, uh, since you were watching it and you didn't get to hear the audio, there it's in between my notes of the Wallace DoorDash on board uh, as he was racing for 20th. That that was money well spent. Of course, they got a bubble all this. Yeah, and then uh, they in between that and them talking about Byron leading the most laps ever on the mile and a half for that he had ever done in the race. They did an interview with Andy Petrie, and he talked about the Dylan and Reddick, and it was really I thought that aspect of, I mean, it's maybe a minute, minute and a half, but him talking to Jeff was. It was really cool. And as a, as a Dylan guy and an RCR guy, you, you need to find that and just watch like the relationship bit. between the two or what? Just the, the how how Andy Petrie was just like, yeah, we've made some adjustments. They were wrong. We went back on them. We like where Austin's at. Like he just he gave a very honest, quick synopsis of how the racing was and, and where RCR was at that point in the race. And it it made you it made you feel like, like they knew where their cars were. They knew what they had. They weren't chasing anything. They, they were happy with what they had. And, and I don't know Andy Petrie as anything other than a talking head, you know, like right. when you see some of these guys get back into the sport on the technical aspect of it, you never know what you're going to get. Right. But Petrie, like he was just like, Nope, we've done this, this, and this on the one, it didn't work. We went back to it. We got caught up. This is where our guys are. And this is where we're going to go from here. And it was just, it was very cool to get that little snippet of it right there at the race. Well, yeah. I mean, as you can see, you got the Dale up there. Oh um, yeah. Yep. I've been an, I've been an RCR fan. I haven't given up on them. Um, I love Richard Childress. He's done so much for the sport and I'm more excited right now for RCR than I have been in so long since pre Newman, since Harvick. I mean, uh, I think Austin Dillon has always been a, is completely biased. I think a lot of people will disagree with me here. I think Austin Dillon's always been a talented driver who has deserved his rides, but I think RCR has been trash for the past like five seasons to be, to be honest. I mean, even Ryan Newman couldn't do shit in their equipment. That's why he had to leave. So I, I think Austin Dillon's actually always been a pretty talented driver. 
And I think Tyler Reddick is the most talented youngest driver out there right now, in my opinion. The guy, the kid can wheel. And so I'm just stoked for RCR right now. I think we're going to start to see it, especially with the next car next season. RCR has been kind of on the front end of that and producing that car, testing that car. So I think RCR is going to have a lot next, even next season, if this season isn't the season for them. But yeah, I mean, I think Tyler Reddick, you know, getting second in Miami, this race showed the kid is a good driver. You know, you don't win back to back for no reason. You'll have to find the clip. Like he is legitimately upset when he got out of the car, he was disappointed because they had set up a deal with his sponsor where if he won, everyone in America got free chicken strips tomorrow night. Oh, a cheddars. Dude, he was honestly like, he's bummed. He was legitimately almost apologizing to cheddars, chicken strip fans all over the country that he was like, I am sorry. I couldn't bring that home for everybody. And that like, that's all he's, that's he's a cool dude man he really yeah. is yeah. he's a good one that's a nice guy to have in your stable if you him and bell are two guys that well i guess i mean that's too good that's two good bullets to have well i guess let's discuss this you brought it up uh before we even started recording and you you said something that really hit me it was like the the young guys aren't coming they're already here something like that what was the line specifically jerry, it was jerry Borogowski or whatever that he just posted a piece right before we started recording. He had wrote a, a piece that the the youth movement it, it's not a youth movement anymore. They're here. Like the young guns are here. Right. And they're not we, coming. We, they're here. Yeah. They're already in the sport. And the, yeah. I like that as a topic just to wrap up this episode. Um I think that's a great topic of discussion because He's right. I mean, we had Christopher Bell with the W, his first victory, um, what his second season, uh, his second race of a second season, and he already gets a win. He's in good equipment. But then William Byron tonight, second victory in the Cup Series after, what, three seasons, I think. And then, you know, Tyler Reddick getting second. This is his second season in the Cup Series. We're seeing a lot of these young guys really – performing well and i think he has a good point i think this is what we're going to be seeing for the next like i don't know 10 years at minimum i mean this is the next generation coming into nascar because kyle bush and kevin harvick and kurt bush and brad kozlowski you know they're going to be leaving at some point you five years hit on it earlier about it it's it's dangerous and those guys have they've made their money you even you as you sit there today a married man now there is shit that you would have done for $2,500 uh, eight years ago that you wouldn't do now. There's chances right. that you, those guys, oh, 100%. I was I, crazy. You know when I, I was young. Yeah. yeah. So you're seeing, I think you're seeing the economics of it play into where the guys like Harvick and in Denny and they've made their millions. And at some point they're the spouses are going to be like, Hey, you need to get out and do something a little safer yeah, get in the and, booth, you know. Yeah, be yeah, Clint get Boyer. In the booth. Yeah, Clint Boyer, who's killing it. We can that can be something for another time. Yeah. But it's yeah, these young guys aren't they're not messing around. And they're they're fast and they're talented and they're and, and it's funny, you know, mm-hmm. I I remember a day 
when Joey Logano was the young gun and Austin Dillon and, uh, you know, Ricky Stenhouse and Kyle Larson. Those were the young guys. Joey Logano's 30. Austin Dillon's like 32, you know? Yep. Yeah. Kyle Larson's around there too, somewhere in between 30 and 32. Those guys are now in their early 30s. Yep. So, you know, Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney and Bubba Wallace and William Byron and Eric Jones, you know, that yep. all of these kids, they're so much, they're in their 20s. They're so yeah. young. This is the future. And we're really seeing them take off right now. They're really doing well. So yeah, I think, I think NASCAR is in, in great hands. I think it's, if NASCAR bungles and screws up, it's not going to be because of their driver talent. It's going to be because of the sanctioning body. They, they can't get out of their own way. But I think from an, an athlete standpoint and your driver pool and what you have to choose from, you, you're not missing. You have personalities. You have talent. You have marketability. Like You have what you need. You just need to give them the tools to put on good shows. Yeah, I think you're probably right because I remember last season, the past couple seasons, it's you know, it's been Kevin Harvick and Kyle Bush show, right? Yep. And now we're finally seeing the young guys kind of surpassing the old guys. Like it it, it was going to it was inevitably going to take a while cuz they're going to have to, you know, mature in their positions um and get a little bit better and we're starting to see that I think now. We're starting to see these kids actually really perform outperform these older guys which we haven't seen in a long time since like the jimmy johnson era and i think you're right i think right now the league has the talent that they've been waiting for to push it forward and marketability as well i mean look at bubble wallace that guy is just even regardless of where he finishes he's kind of like a danica Patrick. he's bringing in the sponsors regardless yeah it's a cash cow he's got eyes you got eyes on the sport you got you know Kamara wanting to bring people just to get him. And it's, you've right. been there. You've taken people. If you can just get them to the track, if you can get them to the track within 30 seconds of them seeing one of those cars go by the fence and the rubber and shit kick up into their teeth, it, it ignites something in your soul. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah. you can't, there's nothing like it. And I think of all the sports COVID restrictions hurt NASCAR the most because that is a sport that you have to go experience to become a fan of. You're not going to watch it on TV and just be a fan, you know, that, that unless you grew up in it, that's not going to happen. You have to go experience the actual race itself to become a fan. So, um, you know, COVID restrictions and stuff like that really, I think are going to hurt NASCAR. They need to start kind of moving forward. I know in a lot of the States, you know, NASCARs in Southern States, so they're opening up a lot more. Um, yep which is maybe why they've had like three races back to back in Florida. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Florida's Florida's open for business. I think Florida never closed for business. Yeah. Yeah. I think Florida was like, dude, we're just going to Florida. Like, yep. COVID what's that. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it, we're looking up for NASCAR. I think it's looking good. I'm, I'm liking yep. all these races so far. I'm liking the finishes. I'm liking who's winning these races. The point standings looks, it's very fun. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, the whole marketing thing was best season yet. And the question, the, the guy that, you know, talks in the commercials always like this might just be the best season yet. And 
I don't think it's going to be the best season ever, like they're saying. But I will give them the fact that I am more excited this season than I have been in the past few seasons. And I got to give it to them for that. I am more excited right now than I have been the past like three years. I agree. I, I, you know, I'd like to have been in that new car this year, but I think having it next year is going to change some stuff. Right. If we can get a, a new manufacturer too. I'm a, I'm a Mopar guy. Like I we're Dodge. I would, I God, I want, I want, I that'd be great Mopar. wouldn't it dude i want mopar back in this oh that'd be so incredible bad. i would love so, that are yeah. you kidding me so but it's i don't know it's they're you know i'm still watching i'm still following there so you go it's they're doing something right <laughs> yes all right man well thank you so much for coming on like i said we're doing this co-host rotation so next week we're gonna have somebody else you'll have to tune in next week to see what that's about but yeah so happy to have you. Thank you for Dude, coming I, on. I appreciate it. I had a blast, man. Excellent. Excellent. All right, man. Well, take care. And uh, I'll see y'all on Wednesday. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.